This is TM Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Two, The Winter Palace. Chapter Eight. Assam slowly exhaled, emptying his lungs, filling them with silence. He held that emptiness, feeling his chest ache, comforted to know that he was still alive. For some time now there had been a faint sound in the room, a whispery rasp, barely audible at all. But it was there. He could hear it. Once, at home, he'd heard a similar sound in his bedroom. He called for his father, and the two of them stood there in the middle of the floor, every inch of their bodies and ear, straining to hear. Then it was there again. Then it was gone. They looked at each other and nodded. After a few minutes of this, Assam's father knelt down next to the wall and put his ear against the baseboard. It's just a mouse, he whispered, lost in between the walls. She'll find her way out sooner or later, don't worry. But Assam did worry. He lay awake all night, listening to that desperate, terrible sound. He could see her in there, in the dark, whiskers covered in dust, blind and frantic for a way out, worried to death about her children alone. Despite himself, eventually, he fell asleep. In the morning, the sound was gone. Sounds like she made it out, his father said. Assam wasn't so sure. Trapped in his own dark world, he thought of that mouse as he listened to the thin, scratching sound of... Assam realized that he'd had it wrong. He'd seen the old man sitting in his chair, fending off boredom with a book. But he wasn't reading, no. What are you writing? The sound stopped. Assam waited, a new kind of silence filling the room. Then, the familiar sigh, the creak of the chair, the shuffling footsteps. The hand and the cloth removed, refreshed and replaced. Assam could feel the man standing over him, waiting, searching his face. It didn't frighten him. Whoever it was, Whoever had been given this task to watch over him, they were kind. Of that he was certain. Thank you, he said. Thank you for taking care of me. A brief moment of contact, fingertips against his forehead and then his cheek. Then the slow shuffle, the creak of the chair, and the sigh of someone settling in. There was no other sound. No rustle of pages, no rasp of pen against paper. He was waiting, Assam's unseen caretaker. Assam could hear the breath he held, the word unspoken. Then the gentle voice found itself. How are you feeling? I feel fine, I think. Is there any discomfort, any dizziness? Assam had no idea if he was dizzy. He'd been lying down. He opened his mouth to answer when the whole world poured into his head. He would have screamed if he could have found his voice among all the noise. 
Someone had turned on a radio, very loud, and was spinning the dial back and forth without stopping, a sickening, lurching sound, a deafening buzz of static and voices. He felt sick, like he might vomit. He sat up, feeling the tilt of his suddenly too heavy head on his neck. He felt himself fall, felt two strong hands catch him by his shoulders and gently ease him back down on the table. The noise washed over him, pounded across him like a windstorm. Help! he gasped, clutching his ears as though he could keep it out. A hand on his arm, a gentle voice speaking, just more noise in the room. And then, abruptly, there was a shriek of static and silence. Someone switched off the radio. Assam let out a shuddering breath. What was that? he asked. He knew it wasn't a radio. He knew that it had all been inside his head. What's happening to me? Nothing you can't handle. The old man patted his shoulder. You might have a few more of those episodes, but they'll pass in time. Euphrasia officinalis is sometimes a mixed blessing for someone like you. Like me? Assam heard the old man shuffling back to his chair. What's Euphrasia, whatever it's called, what is it, and what did you do to me? Euphrasia officinalis. The old man sounded amused. That would be eyebright, as I mentioned before. It's an herb with some healing properties especially suited to the ocular systems and organs. Some didn't follow much of that. But what's it doing to me? It's opening your eyes, the old man said simply. A sigh. The rustle of paper. Assam felt a low buzz in the back of his head. He wondered if that was a warning sign, another wave of noise on its way. He was afraid. If another wave came, he might drown in it. He cast around for some kind of anchor to keep him from slipping away should it return. The rustle of paper. The scratch of the pen. He could see it so clearly in his mind now, the tip of the pen moving across the pale page, the glossy lines of ink drying into dullness. I'm sorry, Assam said. Would you please read to me? The room was quiet for a long moment. The old man cleared his throat. There was the rustle of paper, pages fluttering. How do you feel about poetry? The old man asked. You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.
tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. Before requesting permission, check with your doctor to find out if Assam and Darjeeling is right for you. Some listeners have reported cases of drowsiness, confusion, or extreme paranoia. Assam and Darjeeling has also been known to cause dementia and hallucinations in some younger listeners. If you or your children experience any of these symptoms, discontinue use immediately and contact a medical professional as death may be imminent. Unless otherwise noted, all contents of this production are copyright 2008, TM Camp. All rights reserved.